And okay, I guess we'll we'll get started. Yeah. yeah. See this whole this whole front part. This is what I should do as a Patreon exclusive. Like literally, where we just do thirty minutes of us talking shit about Tom Vassell and stuff like that. And that and just put that up on Patreon. And uh, I swear to God, I would if I actually could get some, you know, some some Patreon thing. That's the thing. It's like we have one, but I have no idea. Like, what do people want for exclusive content from a podcast? I mean, it's not like I'm drawing anything or a painting tutorial or anything like that, but I don't know. Anyway. You could do ASMR. Hey, <laughs> what would that be? Would that be like I just run my hands down the front of a board game or like yeah. with my fingernails? The clipping s- counters. Yeah, your paint, oh, yeah, your clipping. paintbrushes over minis and stuff. Clipping counters. And look, I swear, one of these days, one of these days, I, as a joke, I am going to do a how to play ASL in ASL as in, in American Sign Language. But what I'm actually scared of, it will become immensely popular and then I'll have to like do another one. I'm like, no, 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 guys, this was just funny. And then it'll be like, oh, you think me being deaf is funny? And oh, yeah. And it just, yeah, anyway. I just wanted to do ASL with ASL, but anyway. All right, it's the Chance of Gaming Podcast, episode 63. I've been rambling for a good 30, 45 minutes now. Um, Are we recording this? Yes, it, we've been recording since, awesome. you know, yes, it goes. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, that's Richard is with me. And hey, everyone, this is Rich. This is Rich. And uh, Roy, are you there? Always from Kansas City, Missouri. <laughs> Crap. That's, a te- Roy. that's a terrible Roy. That's a terrible Roy thing. Um, and... Uh, we- Missouri tried you again. Out tried again. <laughs> Hello, I'm Matt Peterson. And I'm Rich Trapier. This is episode 63 <laughs> of History on the Table. <laughs> you gotta play <laughs> I hear your production values over there. I'm like, oh, he really cares. He puts music on that. <laughs> I'm like, Some I just can't be asked to do it. You know, I'm just like, eh, maybe that's, that's extra. I don't know. Anyway, so the number one automotive podcast that talks about board games we're here that's right and for 63 episodes and uh yeah matt i'm glad you could come on the show this is really cool we'll we'll talk about yeah, all thanks for stuff. having me oh, last yeah. time we did this i had a like a blast it was a genuine uh loads of fun just to hang out and talk board yeah. games and stuff it's yeah i know for me it's like where else can i do it it's like uh at the local shop it's it's either magic legion or 40k or age of sigmar that that's it there's just not a lot of board gaming i think it all goes on in people's homes and they don't want me to in their house that's it's yeah. kind of rude if you just come up to people's house like hey are you in there playing board games <laughs> most of the most everything here is still closed but there is actually one local gaming store that i have never even been to i didn't even know it was there but all the uh the st louis legion guys have been talking about it on facebook and they're meeting up there and they've got a tournament coming up and everything and i'm like i'll meet you guys there in about three months yeah well uh as i understand it vaccines going out to like first responders and stuff like that in the next week or two so yeah yeah, I'm not going to get mine for a while. Not not because I'm refusing it or anything, just because I'm low on the list. So yeah, um, I, mean, I actually do work sort of healthcare adjacent, but I'm not anywhere near a first line responder. So yeah, but I wonder. I bet you would. I would imagine you're in front of someone like me. Yeah, it does bump me up a little bit, but I'm still sure. pretty low on the list. 
I say, I have no idea. And I kind of like, I don't want it. I, I'm kind of worried that like one day at work, it'll be like, hey guys, we guess what? I got the vaccine for everybody. And I'm like, um, no, I was kind of <laughs> hoping to not, you know, not for a while, but yeah, we really need you to take it so we can put you to double extra super work, you know, out here in, we're going to go live from, you know, the ICU at a place and we need you to, um, no, 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 I, I don't want that. Thank you. So anyway, uh, yeah, and and uh, the best thing like with Roy that I'll I'll link in the show notes. I will click on it, but I don't know if it'll actually record it. Uh, I'm sure you guys will hear it, but the the pull back the pull button. Can you hear that? Is completely it? off. Completely nope. off. The the uh, red three thousand. I'd re- say that the resident pull book is off there. by over a hundred thousand. Oh, you're playing that Roy's poll voice book? now. We can't hear. Why don't you look that? at the registered oh, voters yeah. on there? That I can't do How it. How many registered get, voters? I are do. Oh, is that okay, the robot? Look, if I have enough time tomorrow morning, I, I think what I'm going to do is like strip out the audio from this and <laughs> do it like I'm asking questions about Roy. Like, you know. How many... Are you playing Robot Roy? No, no. Uh, I was playing the, the drunk Michigan lady. Oh, I could, okay. get res- I could do Robot Roy as well, yeah. you know, with the response to that. Again, that's like, you know, do I feel like it? Is there enough time? And you could just take everything Matt says this entire episode and dub in Robot Roy's voice. <laughs> <laughs> Why, yes, I am here from Michigan. Hello, I am Roy from Michigan. I am in busy world. I think this poll book is nice. The the poll book the poll book is completely off. Completely off. I'd say that poll book is off by over a hundred thousand. Poll book? Why don't you look at the registered voters on there? How many registered voters are on there? Did you do you even know the answer to that? There are not many people here. I know what I saw, and I signed something saying that if I'm wrong, I can go to prison. Did you? I did not sign anything. And so, anyway, we like to kind of talk, uh, start out with like what we've been playing, and uh, for me, it's it's we just finished our Star Wars Legion League that we did, and I'm very very proud of us. I'm very yeah unofficially. Because uh, there is no official, because you know, if, if that's what they want, I am very, very proud of myself that I met all my obligations. I played every match I was supposed to, you know, instead of like flaking out and whatnot and being that guy, you know, quote unquote. So, did really- you uh, change your army up at all during the course of the thing, or you just stick with one thing? I kind of. St- I could have changed it up, but I didn't because I have a whole bunch of it is off at the painter. Like, literally, uh, I'm just dealing with, like, what I had left. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think my main is, like, a 300, yeah, 500-point list. It was, like, Luke, regular Luke, um, two Rebel squads with Z6s, um... Squad of Pathfinders, the two-man um, uh, commando sniper team, mm-hmm. and you're playing Jen for a while too, aren't you? Yeah, that's what I started out with, and I just couldn't do anything with her. And I, she's, I moved, she's rough, yeah. I moved over to Luke because lightsabers seem to be really good in this game. Oh yeah, yeah. and he could throw his if he wanted to. So, mm-hmm. yeah. and uh, I, I also wanted to mention that I may have discovered a. NWS type store for FFG games. 
In fact, it's enough that I'm a little scared to even mention it here in the fact that it's... <laughs> I guess I'll run out. It, well, it'll blow up and FFG will shut it down because um, I they're selling their stuff cheap, 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 cheap. And um, it, it started like uh, people would post in Legion or Armada groups like, hey, you know, where can I find this or where can I find that? And this guy started commenting, goes, I've got it in my shop right over here. And it's BoardingSchoolGames.com, all one word. And I know he sold, what got my attention was he uh, sold the uh, Superstar Destroyer. His mm-hmm. regular price, not a sale price on it, was 125 bucks. So Yeah, I don't know how much that is, but like looking at his Armada stuff, seems like it's basically the same as Miniature Market. I can't remember exactly. I was actually there today, or yesterday I was there, but... Um, and I saw the Armada stuff there, so I know it's about that price. Yeah, it looks like his new stuff is about the same. But he's also a local. Oh, well, he's in Vegas. I mean, like, it's a small, sorry, I didn't mean like local to oh. me, but it's a, it looks like it's a small store. Yeah. It's always it's, nice to help. He had it. And it I like cool. those dice. Look at those uh, icicle dice. Can Six I get like bucks. a 24 nice. hour lead time to really investigate this before <laughs> this goes live? <laughs> I mean, it's it's certainly yeah. insider trading. <laughs> uh, also, you know, he's got Nemesis uh, on there for eighty nine bucks. I usually see it in stores at like one forty nine, the um, the Kickstarter price, and I don't know. I thought it was cheap. I did a really big order from him because it was cheap. I got um, the Luke's old car. I got a. Uh, you know, the car, the speeder. Yeah, the speeder. Oh, that's what I was called. Luke, Luke's old car, which is basically the rebel version of a shitty technical, you know, like that subreddit where they, you know, they people in the Middle East yeah. or wherever will take a Toyota truck and put a 50 cal on it. That's basically what they did with that. And I got some droids. And also, oh, yeah, uh, since I mentioned running. Oh, gen, so you're building a second army. Oh, yeah. You know me. You know how I do, Rich. Why I get good when you can just buy multiple armies forever and ever and ever. That's all I ever do. But now he did, not only did he have the Superstar Destroyer, but he had that uh, big-ass, new big-ass rebel ship. The one, uh, if you're playing uh, Squadrons, it's, uh, spoiler alert, it is in there somewhere as part of a You're mission. talking about for Armada, right? Yes, for Armada. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. whatever that thing is called. It looks like a uh, Nebulon B frigate on steroids. Oh yeah, yeah. The the it's not called the Star Forge, but something like that. Yeah, yeah. something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah I know anyway, what you're talking about. I thought his prices were pretty good, so you know, take a risk. It's it's worth it to me. And yeah, to yeah a few Hawk, things look like called. like Marvel Champions is a little bit cheaper there. So you're probably right. There's some deals to be had. It looks like a nice store. Well, the like I said, the uh, MSRP on that Superstar Destroyer. Is two hundred bucks, and miniature mm. market is usually sitting at twenty percent off, which would have put it at like what one sixty, and he had his for like one twenty five, and I'm like, hmm. eh, okay, pull trigger, click. <laughs> so didn't you buy it? Yeah, I did it. Yeah, <laughs> I, posted, I bought it, and then um, if I ever buy that thing, it's just going to sit on my desk at work. I'm never going to actually do anything with it. Armada's actually taken off, and uh. Locally. I know. Like I'm I said, I was in miniature Armada. market yesterday, and I, I'm, you know, it's funny because we talked about this before. With their now they have two starter sets, 
if they had had a single starter set, I might have gone in on it, but I don't know why two $80 starter sets. So, but you could just get one, right? Like you could just run separatists. You don't have yeah. to worry about this. Yeah, oh. but who am I going to play with? Well, yeah, <laughs> well, yeah. Me, like, all right. Well, not not right now though. That's the thing. That's true. Na- nowadays, I want it now. <laughs> you know, nowadays, uh, you know, uh, the Armada the Armada starters are single. You know, you get just one faction. Right. It yep. used to be, yeah, it was Rebels and Empire. And I see Empire was one Star Destroyer, and the and it wasn't even the big one. It was one of the smaller ones, and then the Rebels was a Nebulon B frigate, and one or two Corvettes, I can't remember. Now all that for 100 bucks. Yeah, and if it's anything like, like if you buy the X-Wing <laughs> starter kit... That's that's not enough to actually right. play the game. Right. But the weird thing is, is like they also kind of get you with like tokens and, and stuff like that. But supposedly these FFGs and I've had, you know me, I had to buy another faction. I bought the um, droid box set and um, yeah, supposedly it has everything in there. And yeah, we'll see. Yeah, I really want to play that sometime. I've, I've been thinking about it for quite a while, but um I really want to play it before I decide if I want to buy it or not, which is not what I usually do. For me, <laughs> I was more interested in pushing around fleets than like the individual yeah. ships, the starfighters mm-hmm. than like uh, X-wing. So I'm really hoping it does pretty well. So. so have you guys have you guys not played Armada? I've not played it at all. Have I you have played been, it, Adam. Nope, I've been collecting it. I played it once. I think <laughs> I've been collecting it. And let me tell you how I've been collecting it for like the past two or three years. I would go into shops and they would have their Armada stuff clearanced at like half or 75% off, 80% off or whatever. And I just bought it every bit of it that I saw. So I have this huge ton of mostly rebel stuff and just a little bit less of empire stuff that I've just been sitting on going like, Hey guys, does anybody want to play Armada? No, we're playing X-Wing. So yeah, and that's kind of the vibe I had when I played. Like, the one person I could really play it with was really into X-Wing at the at the time. And so anytime I tried to sell him on Armada, he kind of poo-pooed it. And, you know, like, if someone goes in with a poo-poo on a game already, and then mm-hmm. they, they're not going to enjoy their time, which is going to bring down your enjoyment. And so before they kind of – I know it's circling back up, but when it was on life support, kind of before then, I, I sold everything off. But I'm back in it uh, for the exact same reason, the ability to – command a fleet instead of individual ships and you know it's, it's the same thing as legion and x-wing it uh you know you you buy quote unquote the the ship and then it's like well let me put you know extra missiles on it let me put you know admiral akbar on it mm-hmm. and you know that kind of thing so it all, all that still works the same way and uh it's pretty cool although <laughs> It kind of sucks they let that guy go. What was that like two weeks ago? The guy that created uh, they didn't Legion. Let everybody X- go. Yeah. Yeah, Legion, X-wing, and Armada, and uh, yeah, they're just whoop, here you go. Yeah. Sorry, buddy. Asmo has been having house cleaning. Ooh, I know. And, and okay. Also, one thing I'm, I'm kind of scared of in getting Armada off the ground is uh, FFG slash slash uh, Asmodee um, has a lot of problems with supply chain. 
And, uh, you know, I, I know it's COVID, but they were having problems before COVID, too. So, you know. Yeah. I don't – it's always weird for me because I live right by Miniature Market, so it's easier for me to get things. But, like, Twilight Imperium just came out with the expansion, and I haven't bought it yet, but I was thinking about it. But, you know, looking on Reddit, everybody's like, oh, I can't find it. I can't find it. I walk into Miniature Market. They got, like, 20 copies in a big pyramid right at the door. <laughs> And they've got every – all the new Armada stuff is right there on the shelf and everything. So uh, it could just be that – I mean obviously Miniature Market is – them and CSI are like the two heavy hitters. So maybe they're just getting preferred stock. I don't know. I, it could be. I know my local shop is one of the bigger uh, movers in the southeast, and he got his in like he was supposed to. But like on the Armada group, people were like you know days later. We're like, where, you know, I haven't got this stuff, you know, I'm not getting any response back from them. We have all these pre-orders, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So, man, I don't know. Uh, I feel bad for them, too, you know, with that thing. Because I remember the relaunch of uh, Flames of War. It died in my area because they could not get the uh, plastic kits put out on time. So That's kind of part of the course with Fantasy Flight, though, when... Destiny launched here. Oh yeah, that was terrible. Was, I loved Destiny. No, I, just, I mean the, the supply issues. Were the terrible. supply, yeah. right? It completely killed it. I mean, you had guys with disposable income wanting to buy your cheap little plastic dice like crazy, and you, you mm-hmm. just couldn't get them. Um, which is a shame because from a gameplay perspective, Star Wars Destiny was fantastic. Now that everything's like free, I grabbed a bunch of stuff just to make some pre-built decks. So if I ever wanted to get the itch, but. Um, just another supply issue for fantasy feeling, I guess. You know, I, I have to say, uh, the dice part of that just turned me off of it. I was like, eh, I was like, you, you kind of got my attention with the card game, but they're like, no, 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 we're going to do this with dice. And I was just like, eh, I don't know. But that's just me. So, what do I know? <laughs> How did it play? I mean, did it compare to any other kind of. Like, I mean, I always think of, like, magic, you know, how uh, it works. And then, like, Pokemon, you know, with the single, you know, guy. and Yeah. Did you ever play uh, Ashes? I wouldn't. No, what but I am familiar with it. Um, yeah, I mean, it was fairly unique. Um, I, the only reason I say Ashes is because there's another game where you have a dice pool or um, Dice Masters would, would be the other thing I would think of. But, um I don't know. It's um, everything's super marked down right now. So like, if you see a starter kit or like a two-player set for like ten bucks, I would just grab it and try it. Mm. Even if the dice are turned off, it's a fun little <laughs> back and forth. Okay, just curious. Well worth ten dollars in, in my opinion. Uh, the other stuff I got, I did a uh, Black Friday order from Goodman Games. You guys are familiar with them, Dungeon Crawl Classics. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, my friend Chris got into it, and I'm like, I owned a bunch of stuff. I've had the, which I really think, like, the Dungeon Crawl Classics, its main book is, like, an incredible value. I can't remember what it costs. I think MSRP is, like, 30 on it, and it's, like, three times bigger than the um, eight, the D&D Player's Guide. You get a lot of stuff in that. And I've actually played Dungeon Crawl crawl classics two or three times in the past year and really enjoyed it i love how uh you know it's like okay 
roll, you know, roll up your character, but roll up three more because he's going to die. In fact, they all may die. <laughs> so I got a kick out of that. I ordered the, oh God, Lankmar, how you say it? Fritz Lieber's Ilmet and mm -hmm. Lankmar. Is that how you say it? We'll go Ilmet. Lankmar, I guess. I, as a kid, I always used to say Lankamar, Lankamar, but I don't think it has that extra syllable in it. <laughs> I've, I've I've loved the books, and this is a really nice box set that they had on sale, and um, I ordered it because uh, my friend had bought the main book for it, and then uh, Mutant Crawl Classics. I own some modules; I got them free in something and I never had the book and then they put their really nice red foil cover on sale and I got that and um, I ordered uh, the Metamorphosis Alpha Metamorphosis Alpha Epsilon City box set and man is this thing really really cool it's enough that I kind of want to bust it out like on YouTube and just show people um, I ordered it because I backed Metamorphosis Alpha Doom of the Warden, and because I I love the trope, the whole trope of generational ships. You guys know what I'm talking about, right? I do not. In, in science fiction, it's like okay, for whatever reason, we're launching a spaceship full of people from Earth to wherever, and because it's not faster than light. The uh, people will be live, okay. die yeah. several generations before they ever arrive at the destination, which may take, you know, 300 years, 900 years, 3,000 years, whatever. But one of my favorite sci-fi tropes is the generational ship where something's gone wrong or like they something happened. That, well, they, they forgot they were a generational ship, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it may be that they think the sky is metal, you know, and that's that's all they can see. Or, like, for Metamorphosis Alpha, it, you know, you can be pure humans, or you can have, um, you know, uh, mutants or robots or whatever running around. And it's usually these, these ships are just, like, enormous, absolutely enormous. So your party can just, like, run all over the place if they live and whatnot. I just thought it was, always thought it was cool. And when I first heard about Metamorphosis Alpha through that Kickstarter, which they were just doing a new um, uh, adventure for it called Doom of the Warden, I uh, I had to buy in. And I come to find out, uh, Metamorphosis Alpha dates back from like 1977 or something like that. And uh, yeah, anyway, the Epsilon City box set is really, really cool. Um, it's all nice materials and it's actually spiral bound. So you can flip through it and all. But yeah, like I said, it's cool enough that I wanted to like, you know, kind of bust it out on um, YouTube. So anyway. And where did you, did you kickstart this or did you grab it? Because that uh, sounds. Metamorphosis Alpha, I kickstarted. And okay. so it actually arrived the same day as my um, Black Friday sale stuff. So. Okay. So I got all that. Because it sounds really cool. Yeah. Uh, so Meta Metamorphosis Alpha is the. The base RPG and then Doom on the Warden yeah. is the generation ship right. setting. And, yes, okay. and then the uh, the Epsilon City box set was like it's like a it's a sandbox area that you can do um, Metamorphosis Alpha in. And hmm, you know, if that, you got, I'm sorry. 
No, this is this is neat. So like I've I've bought into DCC and MCC, even though I'm I'm convinced I'll never actually get to play them because the only people <laughs> I would play them with are already deep into DCC. Um, this looks this sounds really great, and I've I've looked at Goodman Games website a lot, and I've never stumbled upon Metamorphosis Alpha. I, sounds I, awesome. Yeah, I stumbled on it through that Kickstarter, and I was like, how have I not heard of this? And it's been in print since like 1977. What the hell? How have I, <laughs> how have I missed this? You know, and uh, yeah, I will say, like, my friend Chris is dying to play DCC. He's been doing, trying to do, like, a weekly game. So, like, if you're interested in playing with, like, people that are just kind of starting, yeah, I can, I can hook you up for sure. And, yeah, I'd love to, like, po- uh, play myself as well. That would, you know, get me the motivation I need to play as well. So, like, come on. There's at least two of your friends there. You need to go play. But mom, I don't want to. They make fun of me. <laughs> um, oh, and the only other thing was um, I did a Exalted Funeral pre-Black Friday purchase because there was no sale. I haven't heard of this, but this looks pretty cool. Yeah, it's. I have been trying to get copies of A Field Guide to Hot Spring Island and The Dark of Hot Springs Island and... Uh, Silent Titans, all by the Swordfish Islands Company, and uh, Exalted Funeral has been out of sh- out of stock for like a year. So they all they stocked up right before Black Friday, and so I'm like, I'm just I'm gonna buy it. I'm just gonna pay whatever because it'll be sold out tomorrow instantly. And so yeah, this is like really really weird esoteric RPG sandbox stuff, which I really dig like reading and just looking at the artwork. And let me tell you, the artwork is pretty freaking crazy. <laughs> yeah, know, I mean, it, the, the books look really good. Yeah. And I'm almost positive. I know uh, Silent Titans was a Kickstarter. I'm not sure if the other two were, but um, yeah, it's they're they're kind of known for this really weird, esoteric kind of kind of stuff. And, you know, hmm. I, you know, it's you know, I want to be different. You know, the cool kids, you know, D&D's cool now. The regular people are playing it. So what do the nerds have to play? <laughs> you got to do something different. Yeah, we got to do something different. So that's we're over here with Dungeon Crawl Classics and and whatnot, being being cool. We're out back smoking cigarettes and yeah, you know. Yeah, you know, hot sp- Hot Springs Island is one of those ones that like people have played it, talked about it as like the best thing they've ever played. Uh, I'd, I'd be, I would definitely be interested. And I, I was looking at, it, I was like, "There's no way in hell I could, I can run this." You know, I don't know anything about role playing. I can't do this. But I'm like, who can I give this to? Like, loan it to? Like, hey, buddy, can you run this game for yeah. me? <laughs> uh, well, I stuff mean, like I, that is really cool. But the, as as the GM, you kind of have to really know the source material because true. you know if you're going to play in a sandbox, an open world you want to make sure that, that you're ready for anything the players throw at you. I mean, you can always have, obviously the players have some understanding and you'll say, shit, I don't know. Let me look that up. But um, it's best if the GM really has, has the world in his head. I, I want to say Swordfish Island was also the same company that did Death Robot Jungle, the RPG that came with a, a vinyl record. And it's like the gate. Oh, that's, that's right. The rules. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I got that. And again, it's esoteric. And I'm like, oh, this also is, has, I love vinyl. So I'm going to pick this up. And, you know, so. There you go, Matt. That's your next album of the day. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've been eyeing them. <laughs> oh, yeah, because I also backed on Kickstarter. There was a Morkborg vinyl record mm-hmm. where they did an adventure on it. 
and they actually gave us an option when you checked out to get a copy of Mork Borg. And I was like freaking sold. And uh, I did that. I'll let you guys know when I get it. But uh, again, what sold me on that was that they posted on Twitter uh, this review they had on Reddit where the guy just was just awful. It just savaged them about how the art direction and everything was all crap and they didn't understand how the game worked and all that. And they're like, yes, this is our best review. And I'm like, freaking sold. I'll take that. So anyway, Matt, what you been playing? Uh, yeah, I've been playing. Uh, I'll try not to do much crossover here, so I'll talk about all the other stuff I've been playing. Uh, Escape, Escape from the Dark Sector. Have Have you guys played this? It's like a uh, like a storytelling. You can play it solo or uh, with a group of buddies. It's It's mm-hmm. not very deep or, or heavy. Um, it's got a great art style to it. Um, basically you, you pick out your crew and you build your, uh, story deck and you break out of the brig and you're trying to get to the escape pods on the ship and you flip over a card and you just resolve the cards, but it's just, it's really straightforward and wonky, but it tells a really interesting story. Like, um, I don't remember how, but like my guy started tripping on acid and like the other characters (laughs) were trying to drop him out, but then he got like stuck in an infinity loop and the other players like had to and I was playing all the characters at once, like had to drag him out of the infinity loop. And then of course we got stuck in the trash compactor, like in star Wars. Um, it's fun. And they've got like a RPG medieval one, uh, escape from the dark tower, I think is what it's called. They just did a Kickstarter and I didn't go like balls deep on, on everything they offered, but I did get two of the expansions that, uh, just had more, more, Big bad final guys, more powers, more rooms and stuff. It's fun. And it's replayable? Yeah, because, um, like, there's three decks, and I think you take four cards out of each deck for, like, a 12-card scenario. Mm-hmm. And you just go through it, and, um, like, it's replayable to an extent. It's It's yeah. all very light. Like, I think if you and three other buddies were drunk... <laughs> and just like winding down on the night, like, yeah, let's do a run through evening con game. Yeah, exactly. Let's do a run through escape from the dark sector and let's do it. And it'd just be up to bonkers because it's like, you'd just be yelling at your buddy while the three of you are being crushed by a trash compactor. Like, get us out of here. <laughs> like he's trying to roll dice like frantically. That's fine. It's very light, but uh, <laughs> I've really... been following them since um, escape the dark tower. And when mm-hmm. Escape the Dark Sector came out on Kickstarter, I backed it. And um, I thought about backing some stuff on the the last Kickstarter. It ended like two weeks ago or something like that. Yeah, but I real was recently. Like, I was like, eh, I haven't played this one yet. So, you know, whatever. They look really cool. What you mentioned, the uh, art direction, that's what sold me on it more than anything. It just looks, yeah. it's, it's very distinct and it looks really cool. And uh, my only real problem with it is they don't have a U.S. distributor, as far as I know. And if you want to get it, because it's this big, heavy box, it's like $35, I think, is shipping. And it's a boutique game, so I think like MSRP on it is closer to 70 So Oh, no, you know, no, 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 no. Oh, no? It, no, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I think that's changed, because... I got my copy because I wanted to play it before I backed the Kickstarter okay. from my friendly local game store. And it's 45 bucks. It's really? pretty heavy, but I would say it's like 8 by 8 square or something like that. 
Yeah, it looks I think like they make the, it. I think they make it look bigger than it is. And the they must have they've got one now. copy for thirty six bucks. So yeah. the rest are all in like euros and other. You may be. I wonder stuff. if you're thinking of like the giant box that they're coming out with that like is gonna fit everything, and that is very big. Let's see. How do you? It, is, and does have shipping from the UK from the Kickstarter. Let's see, it's themeborn.com. All right. So let's see if I click on Escape the Dark Castle, which I love their little retro um thing, uh commercial. So if I want to order this thing, all right, it's thirty five pounds. Which, what is that like? Three hundred dollars, something like that. Yeah. Forty bucks. <laughs> yeah. So all right, so I added my cart. Let's see how. What will it cost me to ship from jolly old England? Ah, uh, it won't. It won't. I have to give it my email. I don't want to give it my email, so I just put in one two three fake street. Yes, I'll subscribe to your thing. Okay, shipping options. Okay, not from the UK. So if I switch it over to not, let's see, Merca. And um, yeah, I don't know how you do it on your podcast, but over here they just love us live googling. That's it's only six ninety five. This is different. That this is must be something they've done differently because I have looked at getting this game. I mean, granted, this was like you know a year, year and a half ago. And, yeah, uh, and yeah. now I think Asmodee's picked it up. Now I I think it's between print runs. I know. So yeah, like, I don't think you can go to Miniature Market or Cool Stuff or get it. So like Asmodee distributes it in North America now. Let's see. So basically, it's forty two pounds, which is forty two pounds sterling. Is oh, do you know that six hundred seventy two ounces? Just letting you know. <laughs> But uh, we're converting it over to U.S. dollars, fifty six forty five. Dad gum, so that's not bad. I mean, probably for sixty bucks, you get it shipped from over there. Yeah, because I just remember shipping being really expensive. And again, this was like a year and a half ago, and I looked at it. Oh shit, I might pick that up then. Basically. Yeah, I would try to find it local. Like sixty is a little steep for what you're getting in this game. I, let's be honest. Like, I will say, just... Amazon has Escape the Dark, Dark Sector for sixty ship free prime um so that's kind of neat maybe they they're also well, there's get a... there's one copy on bgg for 36 bucks so pick it up before you publish the episode yeah yeah for 36 i would uh absolutely I, it's fun enough that i would do that um you know what sold me on it it's because you mentioned it with morkborg is in the kickstarter they're doing a vinyl to listen to while you play the game ah uh, yeah I, I they almost got me they almost did they with me. that i was like oh that's good because i bet that's gonna be cool yeah yep that's, <sighs> that's what got me yeah oh uh, yeah and that is in your vinyls <sighs> i looked that the one with uh Morkboard, they got like um the guy sun O. if you know who that is or how you uh-uh. actually phonetically pronounce his name it's actually like sun bracket 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 O. You know, it's this big ambient type guy. And yeah, anyway, they got him to do a track on that. I was like, oh, cool. This thing will actually might be worth money one day. <laughs> and it might be good. So anyway. Nice. Uh, and then I owe you guys some thanks for, uh, I had a stomach bug, not COVID, after Thanksgiving. And I played a whole bunch of stuff on Board Game Arena, which I know um, Roy talks a lot about. And so I played some, some Terra Mystica and Clans of Caledonia, which are are distinct games, but they share a lot of similarities where you're kind of playing off each other's neighbors and um, their action selection games. And uh, they've 
also been around forever. It's not like a new hot thing by any means, but uh, I've been playing a ton of stuff on Board Game Arena because of you guys. It's really impressive that they have rule enforcement, and it's so much better than like Tabletop Simulator where you just kind of fumble around until things work. So were you just, just playing live with random people? Uh, I was doing live and asynchronous. Okay. A little, a little bit of everything, but... Uh, and then I played like with my brother. We did a whole bunch of Seven Wonders Duel, and that's a fun game. I like that. Oh, that's that's fantastic. A, that's a go-to for me and my wife. I want and a then... brother that plays board games. <laughs> he goes <laughs> in and out though. You gotta like catch him, because like right now, like this week, I think he's off board games again. So I like caught him <laughs> again, and he was super into it. But now he's cold on him again. Um, and then like speaking of rule enforcement apps and stuff, Root. Uh, which I'm sure what you guys have talked about and are familiar with. Mm-hmm. Uh, finally started playing on the app, and I made the mistake of getting it on Steam. I wish I would have gotten like the Android app so I could play anywhere on my phone. Um, and Rich and I we played a game with some other buddies. Uh, that's a fantastic app. It gets yeah. really well done. Yeah, there were some issues at first. We had like several yeah. start and stops where like games would get canceled halfway through, but uh, the last couple I think have finished. So. Yeah, and then, um, I, Adam, you've talked about in the past the Alien RPG. Yes. And so we just kind of, I thought I'd mention that because I've been playing the Alien RPG since, well, really since it, it came out and shipped. Um, and we just hit like the next big milestone of basically uh, doing like a kind of a sandbox campaign. They're space truckers. And the more we find different levers to pull on in that system, the more impressive, like if you've ever played the D six system from free league, it's got this push, push your roll mechanic. And basically if you, you always risk some kind of adverse side effect for your character. So like in kids on bikes, like maybe they get emotionally injured or scared or, or something like that. But in alien you panic and we finally had a session where like one player was panicking that was causing the other players around him to panic. Like they were all losing their shit and it was spawning more and more panics. And it's got one of the better, like kind of push your role to succeed mechanics that I've seen from free league. So I know, I know you've talked about running it. It's like a red herring uh, campaign. Uh, it's fantastic. It is a really, Oh, Matt, my, my stomach hurts. Oh, it's my chest. And you're just, eh. Oh, sorry. It was just gas. Yeah. Right. And I, I've actually done that a little bit to my players because they've they've gone to two destinations and uh like one of them was a, a space station that was out of commission, like all the power was off and stuff. Ooh, scary. Uh but no alien yet. Now, I would say that was gonna be my question, like, you know, have you got one yet? And you're just yeah. 'Cause you know, it's like that that's gotta be like in your mind. Right. You know, when you're playing it like it's in the name. It, it's got to come, you know, at, at some point. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's like Dungeons and Dragons. I mean, they've kind of changed it a little bit, but it used to be you would hardly ever get to a dragon in that game. Right. And then they, I think, I think they did it. They started putting more like lower level dragons and you know, like you know, young dragon-ish dragons things. And, stuff. and yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Uh, and then I'll just I'll just mention real quick, and that'll be it for me. That they they announced like a book just for Colonial Marine stuff. And I think it's got like a dozen or so missions and maybe a campaign in it featured around Colonial Marines. So I, I envision like this big arcing campaign that's like the first part's three parts and it's Colonial or uh, Space Truckers. And then once their story's done, then I'm going to pick up 
like a loosely connected story with Marines and then wrap it up with uh, colonists. But uh, they do have a new Marine book out and it looks really nice or it's a pre-order for one. Yeah. You got um, me interested in that now. I'm going to have to go back and listen to your uh, Cabal podcast on that. Yeah. I, I super recommend it. Uh, if you have an alien fan in like your RPG group, I'm sure they would get a kick out of it. See, mm-hmm. I've been waiting on um, the Gale Force 9 board game, uh, Another mm-hmm. Glorious Day in the Core, which mm-hmm. apparently still has yet to ship. But, uh, yeah, I mean, basically, you know, Nemesis is basically alien. Well, the Colonial Marines and Another Glorious Day in the Core is basically Nemesis. You're, it's a sci-fi dungeon crawler, Marines versus aliens. So, really want that. Yeah, me too. It looks good. So, Rich, what have you been playing? Uh, I actually just today finished up my game of Imperial Struggle with my wife. We played a, a another time, and we've been having a good time with that. Um, I've played it several times now, and I'm starting to wonder if it's not as good as I originally thought. It's it's weird. You know, you play a game a bunch of times, and you enjoy it, and it, it's fun every time you play it, but I'm starting to see a pattern, and that pattern is if you get an early lead, it's almost impossible to come back in that game, so... I'm not sure about that. Um, I, I'm playing actually again in a couple weeks, another game with someone I've never played with before. So we'll see how that goes. I'm curious to see um, if, if that holds up and, you know, comeback mechanisms are always tricky to do right. Cause you don't want to punish someone for winning, but you also don't want the game to be over in the first turn. Cause one guy gets, you know, the right cards or the, or whatever. So this is but, shocking yeah. to me. So you're I not know. quite as high on it as you were. Well, I, I mean, I am. It's like I said, it's it's fun every time I play it. I'm just starting to notice that pattern. So mm. we'll see how that goes. Okay. Um, and then a couple games I've got on my table. I've just been playing solitaire because I'm getting ready to play them with some other people coming up. But um, Jaws of Victory, which is a, a big operational World War II Eastern Front game. Uh, and then Thunder in the Ozarks, which is a smaller U.S. Civil War game that actually takes place not too far from here. So a couple games that I've been playing solitaire. And then for RPGs, uh, I've been playing Warhammer fantasy RPG. We've been having a good time with that. We're getting to the point now where we're going to start branching away and it's, it's, it's open world, but kind of the beginning, they kind of railroad you a little bit. And we're, we're at the point now where we're going to hit that open world and see where things go. And I mentioned this before, but I've, I've never been a fan of, the the art and style of Warhammer, like, you know, the big pauldrons that weigh 98 pounds and all that mm-hmm. crap. And I just, I look at that and it just, it's just never, it's always been a turnoff to me. So this friend of mine, we, we co-GM the group. We take turns GMing and we've been doing this for several years now, playing different systems and everything, but he's been wanting to play this game for a while. And I've always just kind of been like, ah, whatever. I mean, I'll play, but I wasn't excited about it. And for whatever reason, I just had this preconceived notion about like these guys with 90 pound shoulder pauldrons on and everything. And the game itself is not that at all. I mean, it's 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 much more which it's, it shouldn't surprise me because I know what he likes to play and he likes to play the same stuff I play. But it's it's very low power, very dangerous, very low magic. Um, I'm sure there's magic in there somewhere, but I certainly don't have any, 
you know, the classes are like, one of us is like a longshoreman and my guy's a student and we've got someone that's a barmaid. So you're not like a wizard or a thief or a fighter. You're, you're a barmaid or a student. A longshoreman. Yeah. Yeah. And we're like looking into uh, like future classes and I'm looking at the things that my guy wants to do. Eventually I'm like, yeah, I think I'm going to cross over and become a, a, a a grave robber. (laughs) So (laughs) it's that kind of game, but we're having fun with it. So um, you've, you've sold me on Soldier Tales yeah. is a storytelling like, board game. How but... much of the Warhammer world do I need to actually know, if so anything? I, it's hard to say because I'm not GMing it. I know okay. very little about Warhammer. And obviously what I do know probably is preconceived notions that maybe aren't right. Um, there does seem to be some background lore there about Sigmar and temples and great emperors and all that stuff. But honestly, I'm... I get the idea that you can run the game without knowing all that stuff. And as as a player, mm-hmm. do you recommend the the starter set or did you just get the rule book? Uh, I just have the rule book. We're not okay. playing the starter set. We're playing, I think it is a pre-written adventure. It's called uh, Enemy in the Shadows. So, and Is this fourth edition? It's whatever the latest one is. Okay. I yeah. think it's fourth. Cool, yeah. cool, cool, cool. Yeah, but it's a big – when I say pre-written adventure, it's much bigger than, like, the FFG Star Wars ones. It's not quite as big as Mask of Narlatep, you know, nothing that big, but it's it's a, it's a big, so. Hmm. Yeah, uh, interestingly enough, it's still in the quote-unquote old world. It's not in the Age of Sigmar world. I do not believe they uh, brought that – brought the RPG over yeah. to – I know there's I know there's temples of Sigmar, but – yeah, he's like the he's guy. like a guy that he had like a a really cool hammer and he lived a long time ago that the dwarves made his hammer and stuff. So again, I I don't know all the lore, but I know that in our game that's basically ancient history. Yeah, it's yeah it is, and like yeah he's a god and he's supposed to come back you know later. You yep. know, Stop me when this sounds familiar. And um yeah, and, and like Age of Sigmar, that's like what happened. He came back and yeah, anyway yeah. It's a yeah and i've been playing a little asl we've had a lot of games canceled just because stuff has been coming up for people but i did get to play again this week so we continued our historical asl game hatton and flames and man i just i can't say enough how much i like asl so i need to uh if (laughs) if i could get my daughter to play asl i'd probably just shut her all down and never do anything else again (laughs) so and then yeah, Matt and I have both been playing a lot of 18xx on 18xx.games, so uh, I'm terrible at it, but it's always fun to play. Now, I will say, um, you should be safe playing ASL from COVID because you use the little tweezers, right? That's right, I do. Yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to catch anything from no the, problems the there. You will the definitely not catch COVID as long as you use the tweezers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So now I'm looking at my ASL collection and deciding if I want to start clipping it all and reorganizing it and everything because, hey, why not? It's going to be a long winter and I can't see anyone face to face. So why not make a huge mess and reorganize everything? Uh, Yeah. uh, uh, I don't know what your best solution would be. It seems like whatever whatever it is, you better commit. (laughs) Yeah, there's some really cool stuff out there that is also pretty expensive. Um, There's actually one system I saw that... I really like, but I don't know. We'll see. Right now I've got everything and basically just they're like fishing tackle trays. Um, and it, it works, but eh, like I said, um, I, I need to I need to buy more of something because I've got 
like Armies of Oblivion, I, I still haven't punched. And Rising Sun is, I don't know when it's coming out, but it's on the way whenever that ships. Um, and I think I got for King and Country on the way too. So I've got more stuff on the way that I'm going to have to figure out what to do with. So now's as good a time as any to plan ahead. So I use these DeReese counter trays from Walmart that are all of like four bucks. Yeah. They always get marked clearance. Um, they have curved bottoms, which mm-hmm. is really nice. And then they have the lifts at the top to keep things from sloshing around. Yeah, that's nice. It's really nice. And then um, I have like, you know, like Texas ASL has like the Plano guides to print off. So you mm-hmm. can like they I have guides for the Doris boxes as well mm. but they're so much cheaper than anything else and yeah um, like if you can find them i the the one thing i dislike about them is the lid isn't like a super tight seal like i wonder if it, you'd be better off like just putting like a magnet on each end like it's a pretty weak clasp to mm. keep them shut is the only thing i'm worried about but it's not like i'm throwing them around or anything yeah yeah i've never had to worry about that but i've never really traveled with it either i mean other than you know, putting it in a car or something. So Yeah, and for those purposes, I think you'd be fine. But, like, if I dropped it, I think that lid would yeah. pop up. Yeah. And a big wind blew up, and just all those counters just went... No! Don't even start, man. That's, <laughs> that's scarier than an alien RPG. <laughs> so, uh, I keep forgetting that we actually have, because I should really spam this out on uh, Twitter more, that we have... I bought a whole bunch of uh, postcard games to mail out as for a Christmas postcard. Christmas card. Yeah, we, from we talked about that. How did you end up getting one? Or you yes, said or, I got okay. only one. It's only one. Okay. And so I've got a bunch of them. And so yeah, you have a link in the show notes where you can click and you just put your info in, and I'll mail you one of these things. I really wish it had more room on it where I could be like, you know, like Merry Christmas. I could just draw all over it. And that would defeat it, the purpose, though. But so yeah, you'll get a nice little postcard game for you to play. Hopefully, um, I will. Last time I, you mailed me something that didn't turn out too. I well. know, right? Submitted. I didn't know that was. I mean, I knew you guys were considering. I didn't know I could submit. Done. Oh yeah, I see it right there. It just <laughs> popped in. And uh, the the comes the I got the postcards after exchanging money uh, from Turning Point Simulations. So it's like I want to plug them, but I also want to be like, well, look, they didn't give me these for free either. So I'm just, <laughs> just you know, I paid. There was a there was an exchange of goods for services. So there you go. Speaking of, we have a sponsor. You have Mike over at AlterDementia.com with that really weird Alter 3D Dementia yeah thing. Anyway, to the show notes, you click on it. Yeah. You go over there. You can buy some stuff, or he'll print whatever you got for it. If you got an STL file and uh, yeah, get it pretty timely. You can use the discount code COG2019, which is going to be really old in about a month. So that's well, okay. I, we don't want to put 2020 on anything. No, or even we'll just skip right ahead we'll to 2021. The 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 Halicon days of of 2019. <laughs> we'll just leave it there. So so yeah, enter in COG2019 and get 20% off your order. So there you go. Speaking of Christmas, I just uh, tossed a little link out there. What I had for Christmas ideas, as in what I would purchase for myself for Christmas. And I did this on chanceofgaming.com. So uh, what are you guys interested in for like Christmas of the board game, or this tabletop gaming variety? 
I've actually been thinking about starting to put together some terrain for Star Wars Legion. So because, you know, I used to just go up to Miniature Market and play it there, but that hasn't been an option and probably won't be for at least a few more months. So I've been thinking about picking up some Star Wars Legion terrain so that I'm not playing with like Pop-Tarts boxes anymore. Well, you can you can eat the terrain at least then. You yeah, know, this is good. <laughs> Uh, whoever is in charge of the terrain at my local store, a man, he does some art. You you can see some of the pictures I post whenever we do a, not a tournament and yeah, it's really, really nice. Yeah. That one was at Felucia map and it was, it was lit and everything, wasn't it? Oh yeah. 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 With, um, he rigged up, uh, these black lights. Yeah. That was unbelievable. Yeah. It just looked absolutely incredible. Matt, anything you want? So, so here's the deal. Like, Typically, I leave games off my uh, Christmas list because uh, I'm really bad about like just buying those things right. for myself. <laughs> um, so, but like, if my mom's listening, hey mom, I would really like a copy of like uh, Deck Two or Guderian's Blitzkrieg Two or Case Blue or like Stonewall in the Valley or Seventh Fleet. Or the Korean War, or Battle Above the Clouds. Any of those things would be great. Mom, All right, what is DAC two? Dust off with the core. Oh, yeah, DAK two. Yeah. Okay. Um, which is uh, a big old OCS game yeah. in um, Southern well, Africa. I just got OCS Korea, so I'm looking. In fact, I think I'm going to start playing with that with one of the guildies pretty soon. So. I would probably say that Dak 2 is like the OCS game I want to play more than any really? others because it, well it's just it's so cool that it's you know it's it's the northern not the entire northern coast of Africa but it's very long yeah. like it's a massive game but it's such, such a cool thing that it's so long and yeah um that's the thing about Case Blue is I mean it's it's that's sort of the joke that every gamer every war gamer asks for that. It's like, what do you want? Oh, I had case blue. But if I had case blue, I don't know what I'd do with it. Yeah. And so <laughs> I think deck two is actually seems digestible. Yeah. Like it's massive, but I think it's massive because he's trying to illustrate like how big a pain in the ass supply was in the desert. Probably is sure. what I'm imagining. So like, I think you could actually chew off deck two and, you know, do something with it. Yeah. Uh, so no, I actually don't. I have a bunch of like vinyl and comic books and shit like that on my on my. I've got a to keep my my like random buying urges in control. I maintain like a treat yourself wish list where I just like add it on there instead of you know so I show some restraint. But that's pretty much just full like vinyl and things like that. Yeah, I hear you're looking for the uh, Kathy best of comic book collection. <laughs> yep, sure am. <laughs> in my way. Back. Now you mentioned Seventh Fleet. Are you talking about the the only one I see on BGG is from '87? Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's a fantastic series, Adam. If, I can't believe uh, they haven't redone those. Well, so Compass is supposedly redoing them. Yeah. Um, I think we we talked a little bit about fleet games maybe last time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I grabbed a copy of Second Fleet, which is much more affordable. Um, and that's set in the Northern Atlantic, which is cool, in my opinion. So, like, if you ever wanted to check out a, a fleet game, I wouldn't go to Second Fleet. But uh, we played Seventh Fleet uh, this year before COVID started. It was which one is Seventh? Is that Med? That is uh, Pacific. Pacific, okay. So it's around Japan. That's, that's a, a big one, though. Japan, I assume. It, it is, yeah. It's very big. 
fantastic game series, Adam. You should check it out. Ah, remember when we if talked like, about... If you like boats and stuff. Remember when we talked about playing Harpoon? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Remember those days? <laughs> you know, it's yeah. funny. I've got... I, I, I actually just got a, an email from them saying, hey, the starter has been updated, which I don't care about. But just just looking at it makes me think, man, I really want to play this, but I don't have time right now. And what am I going to do with it anyway? If I can't if I can't get my daughters to play any war games at all, I'm certainly not going to get them to play that one. But Harpoon particularly feels like it would be really good for these times when we're all sitting behind our computers anyway. Because they have – I haven't played with it too much, but there is a computer program that can – you know, track some of that stuff for you. And I was actually recently thinking about Kriegspiel as well. Wouldn't this be a perfect time to do a Kriegspiel game? Because yeah, the whole I'm... point of Kriegspiel is that everything is, you know, blind, so you don't have to worry about separating the teams or whatever. So I've seen a lot of people on Reddit playing that. Yeah. And uh, yeah, apparently it's like super easy to do. You know, you can set up and and whatnot, and you could do just. I think much it is whatever. what you make yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds cool. I mean, yeah, I'd love to do Harpoon on the, yeah, on vir- virtually. That way I'm not buying scale ships and paying somebody to paint them and it's such a pain in the ass. And yeah, so anyway, it, yeah, I, yeah, anything we could do like that would be great online, would be awesome. So there you go. And, What's on your Christmas list, Adam? Uh, it, for me, it's like, hey, here's a whole bunch of more games that you don't have an opponent for. <laughs> Like he wants elves. Elves. I think he wants elves to break like, into his what. house and paint all his stuff for him. And see, well, look, I am currently, as of, <laughs> I just got a new one. I'm currently employing three <laughs> painters going right now. I've got my own sweatshop. You going. are a stimulus package, Adam. I am. <laughs> they're just all, they're painting all sorts of different things. Although mostly it's Legion and 40k Age of Sigmar. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay. I have opponents for all of those easily, so I, I'll do that. Not this other stuff that you know, just sit around. If, yeah. if you if you paint and assemble and do all the hard things and let me just enjoy the best part, and then you drive up to Kansas City with Bot Wars, <laughs> uh, we'll have a freaking weekend because Bot Wars looks fantastic i know doesn't it it's like you're basically playing like with your toys in the 80s it's like oh i can i can provide (laughs) i can provide the transformers adam i've got a box full yeah it's that i walk past the transformers in walmart and it's hard for me to turn down um i see i also looked at uh judgment i thought was cool we interviewed that guy and it, it sounded really cool it is a 58 millimeter skirmish game based on mobas uh, that was cool. Crisis Protocol continues to look cool. And apparently Crisis Protocol was written by the same guy that uh, wrote Legion, and it plays the same way. Oh, interesting. So, I, would, I would play Crisis Protocol, for sure. Uh, well, look, I was always interested. Honestly, I'm more of a DC guy than a Marvel guy, but uh, at least not with movies, but, you know, comics and characters. But they're, uh, this company called Night Models did basically Crisis Protocol first, and it was this DC fighting game. The miniatures are just absolutely gorgeous. The problem is the company's based in Germany. So if you want to play the game, you have to find a U.S. distributor, you know, and have to deal with blah, 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 all that. And, you know, generally there's a markup. But uh, Crisis Protocol is priced pretty good, you know, as well. So I don't know. I remember like, it was probably a few months ago. You talked about that charity auction for like pre-painted yep. miniatures, uh-huh. and I I almost 
bought some tickets for the crisis protocol stuff. Um, when COVID's over, the one thing my brother states fairly consistent with is miniature gaming, although it's kind of off and on. Anyways, I think he's bought into crisis protocol, so I would like to see if he can show me the ropes. So, so he likes miniature gaming? Uh, yeah, he does. Uh-huh. What does he play? Uh, he played Legion, but I think he sold his stuff, and so now I actually don't know what he plays. But I know he paints because he just bought like a air compressor at the beginning of the year to do like airbrushing and shit. So actually, I don't, I don't know what he's actually playing, if anything. Is he there in um, Kansas City? Casey. Yeah, yeah, he's not too far away at all. I'm just curious. Uh, see, uh, the other stuff, I do need an opposing force for my Monster Apocalypse Martians. I should probably buy that. I did order some Battletech stuff with, um, the, the clan stuff, uh, finally appeared on Miniature Market, and I purchased it for less than what people paid for the Kickstarter on it, and, uh, <laughs> there you go. And I guess I need an opposing force for, uh, Bushido. Because I actually bought into that uh, because I freaking love Ghost of Shishuma, whatever that is. That's on my Christmas list. Oh my gosh, Matt. It is the greatest <laughs> game I've played in a long time. I'm, I mean, I'm just loving it. It's it's beautiful. It was gorgeous. I All I wanted to do, it's been forever since a game that would be like, had me, like where I'm in line at Kroger going like, oh man, I wish this old lady would hurry the hell up so I could get home and play this game. You know, it was one of those that I wanted to just literally just stay up late and, and play this and, you know, oh, it's just great. Absolutely good. great. Good. I think I think there's a high chance that Santa may be delivering that, so <laughs> that's good to hear. Hopefully so. And, uh, oh yeah, did you, have you, are you one of the people that got a PS5 or Xbox the, the new no, one. no, man, I, I just have... got an Xbox One like <laughs> a year ago. That's enough for me. I uh, I don't buy launch consoles just as a general rule. I just don't think it's worth the headache. And I've only heard some problems. I overall I, th- I think it sounds like it's been a pretty successful launch for the PS5 at least, which is what I would get. Um, I'll wait. Maybe maybe next Christmas we'll see if I'm a good boy or not. Sam brings me a PS5. Uh, for me, I need a game. Because uh, I'm not, like, okay, my friend is a huge Sony fanboy, and he made sure he got one, and it was, uh, you know, there on the day of, you know, he's he's telling me, like, oh, I'm tracking I'm tracking it on UPS, it's it's coming down the street, it's coming, it's coming, and he's sending me pictures of it, and I'm like, dude, I don't care, <laughs> because <laughs> it's like, there's no games for it, it's like, literally, you're just playing jumped up versions of games you already own. So, well, when the console comes out, don't they usually have a game that's supposed to sell the console? Yeah, they had some launch titles. Um, okay. It wasn't overly robust, um, but the PS4 really wasn't robust in terms of its launch either. Mm. So for I, me, I'd say it had more than the PS4, in my opinion. For me, I need that that next game, whatever it is. Yeah, right, right now, it's the sequel to uh, Horizon Zero Dawn. Yeah, that's, come next next Christmas time, there's gonna you're right. The next the next wave just outside the launch window will be here. Um so And I, uh I mean past that I will say um I don't know if Microsoft is better at logistics than Sony, but 
I can pretty regularly find the new Xboxes in the wild. But I have never seen a PS5. So, I don't know. Uh, Now, granted, it's usually the digital version, which I don't want because I want to be able to uh, buy, you know, used games and stuff like that. But, you know, that's, that's just me. That's what I've got on my Xbox. I've got the all digital version. So, but I don't really play it that much anyway. I mean, I've got like six games or something. So it's it's just I don't play it that much, but I, I do like having it. So you played uh, Jedi Fallen Order, right? Nope. I started it, but then I got into some other stuff, and now I actually want to get back to it. But I got to kind of start over because I don't remember what was going on anymore. And yeah. I definitely that's the problem, too, is you, you kind of forget the controls if you're not playing the game. Oh, so, yes, I am at least for us olds. Yep. I'm, uh, I'm like 70 percent through Sekiro, which I don't know if you ever played the, the Souls games. They're they're very hard until you get the like pattern and timing down and play them. And I try to go back to beat this boss I'm on in Sekiro, which is an amazing game. I love it. But it's just like oh, I got to relearn everything. I don't know how to play this game. I Matt, I would recommend Jedi Fallen Order. It's, it's the best Star Wars game I've played Whoa. in a long time. Had a really good story, and uh, I liked it. So. Cool. I'll add it to my Christmas list. I yeah, Knights Night, Night of the Old Republic were some of my all-time Ooh, favorite console yeah, games. So, And from what I've played of Fallen Order, it feels, you know, it's in that vein. Okay. Vague spoiler alert for The Mandalorian. There was an episode in this season that I saw people reference. They were like, oh, that's just like that mission in Knights of the Old Republic, which reminded... Oh, yes, yeah, yeah. Which it was re- in KOR. I think it was in 2. I, yes, I know what you're talking about. Which reminded me I had never finished the game. So oh. I, I, you know, I had it. It's back, it, it, it was released on the original Xbox. Actually, no, I take it back. It was Knights of the Old Republic 1 was that mission, yeah. It's released on the original Xbox, and it mm-hmm. is backwards compatible to the Xbox One. So I oh. fired it up, and um, I, I have to play that thing because that's what I've got. I've been playing. Yeah, you could buy it digitally. I know. Yeah. You can. Well, I've got I've got KOTR one and two both on Steam, so oh, okay. I could play it there if I wanted to. That's true. As well. You know, you already own it. Uh, so yeah, I've been playing it, and because I've I've made it, I got to the point where I bought, got the Evan Hawk, and made mm-hmm. it to the next planet. I've done that twice in my life, and ne- and just never picked up the game. So damn it! Now, hopefully over Christmas, I'm going to to finish it. Although Cyberpunk, what is it, 2077 comes out this week? Supposedly. Yeah, I've heard a lot of buzz about that supposedly in theory i don't know but we'll see it's supposed to it was supposed to come out uh, i think a week ago and they pushed it back and i know it's already leaked because people have uh posted things so that's what i'm gonna do anyway so yeah, yeah we talk about video games a lot on the show i don't know why, but anyway. it's all games yeah. it's all good speaking of we're gonna, Star- about, we're gonna Spe- talk about bocce next time yeah <laughs> Speaking of Star Wars, uh, Fantasy Flight has updated uh, X-Wing points and Legion points, mm-hmm. which unfortunately I'm not that – I've never ever been a math hammer guy where I'm like, oh, you know, this gives me this. I have to roll this on this dice and blah, blah, blah. Never, because I always roll poorly anyway. And um, But, yeah, I have seen many 
friends and what have you crunching numbers on like Legion. And apparently one of the new Legion tactics is, okay, you know that stupid occupier tank that nobody bought? Yeah. From Rogue One? Mm-hmm. Legally, now you can put an E-Web on top of it. Which should have always been the case. Yes. Because it's cool. So you could ride around and, and do that, or I guess shoot with the uh, the shore uh, got shore trooper mortars or, or whatever, but yeah. Ooh, you, I like that even more. You could put a gun on it, so there you nice. go. Nice. Yeah, thing, yeah. It's, it's, I, I get why they do it. It's totally understandable, but it is kind of annoying that your cards don't match anymore, that now you have to like get an app or something. And I always go to Tabletop Admiral to build my lists, but it's kind of even more annoying that FFG doesn't have a good app for you to do that with. No lie. It, Look, every I swear, every single time Games Workshop or Fantasy Flight or any of the big guys do an app, it's garbage. Yeah. But you let a little company like Weird Games that makes Malifaux put out an app, and it's the greatest mm-hmm. thing ever. It's like, wow, well, like, it's, it's perfect. I mean... Tabletop Admiral, that's not even a company. It's just some guy that does that, and he does it for all the Star Wars products, and he's got everything. They announce their new points. He's got it, like, updated that day, and he's just doing it for free because he likes serving the community. So why can't the company raking in the money do that? He's doing it for the chicks. There's a, yeah. There is <laughs> yeah. a lot of list-making groupies out there, and they, look, when that dude goes to conventions, he's just mobbed. It's <laughs> totally, I don't know. It's just weird. You know, all those cosplay girls you see at conventions, they're all over this guy. All the, yep. They just love Tabletop Admiral. That's just the way it he is. He cosplays as himself. Yes. He just says, I'm the guy that writes Tabletop Admiral. I will say uh, I am a little disappointed that, quote-unquote, Tabletop Admiral, you know, which makes me believe you pilot a large ship, does not cover uh, Star Wars Armada. Oh, don't they? No. I never noticed because I don't they- play it, so... Yeah, they've got Legion and Imperial Assault and, yeah. for whatever reason, Rune Wars. Um, yeah. Well, that used to be FFG, so I, I think it's dead now. But Oh, yeah. yes. It's it's so incredibly dead. It's not even funny. <laughs> yeah. uh, so the next one we had, I'm throwing on here as an excuse to talk about uh, Game of Thrones. This is uh, Cole Mitty or Not previews House Greyjoy for A Song of Ice and Fire. And you think, like, Simon uh, is like mad that you know that uh, I'll Game edit this out or I won't yes you think they're mad that Game of Thrones just kind of shit the bed as an IP you know I don't like, know I mean I we, guess they've got everything they need as far as the IP though it's not like anything else is going to be added so however they paid a ton of money for that IP I That's imagine true, yeah. Yeah. and so now it's like oh everybody's mad they don't want to play this game or you know I don't know I don't know if they did I always wondered how well this would do as a miniature game because the IP was popular I was like is it yeah. popular enough to rival like uh, Age of Sigmar or whatever no I don't think it ever was yeah, I've got a friend that was he was just getting into this game back in the spring when everything got locked down and I haven't seen her talk to him since then because but we used to play almost weekly together, so um obviously he's probably not playing this, but I'd be curious once this picks back up to see what his impressions are because he's literally the only person I know that I've ever even seen play it. I, mean, I think it mad. does okay here. Because I think beforehand I saw people playing it and like heard murmurs about it so like what's interesting is like yeah game of thrones disappeared from the zeitgeist like weirdly quickly like 
it's odd how fast it doesn't exist in like pop culture now. But I don't know if Game of Thrones is like out of nerd fantasy culture completely. Like I think people playing this game may still like enjoy the IP. I but well, I, I hope that's so. like that's just uh, completely talking out of my yeah. ass, like just over broad See? generalizations. But yeah, and I don't know that it'll ever happen. But I do think that if Gurm announced tomorrow that the next book is going to be out in three months, it would immediately be popular again because people are waiting. I mean, part of it is they've put a lot into the sh- the books and the show already. Part of it is they're probably hoping that he will redeem the franchise. Right. So. Yeah. But in any case, if he puts out another book, I think it'll come back. Do, yeah. I, do I think that people are going to be playing A Song of Ice and Fire in like five years? Probably not. But I think it's been doing okay here, which is more than what I thought when I first saw it come out. But I wasn't a fan of like using the rank and file. I don't, I don't remember what you call that system. but Like you move everyone as one big block, right? Oh, really? Yes, ranks and flanks. Ranks, okay, yeah. yeah. It's it's now the biggest game that does anything with it is Kings of War. Because uh, Age of Sigmar has gone to, uh, it's basically a skirmish game. It's a large-scale skirmish game. And then if they did anything with Warhammer, the old world, it, possibly they might go back to that, but I don't know. So, I kind of like that, you know, versus, but that's just me. Did we lose someone there? No. Okay. Nope. Okay. So good. So, it was so, yeah, it was so devastating what I said. I understand. <laughs> so, We're taking uh, it in. All that to say, I actually listened to Fire and Blood, the history of House to Targaryen. Targaryen. Mm-hmm. It's actually History of House Targaryen Part 1. And oh, it's, gosh. Yes. He's never going to write the next <sighs> book. I Well,. <laughs> Did he write this one, or did he just sort of supervise it like he does the Wild Cards books? I think he just supervised it. Okay. I, although he's listed as an author on like Wikipedia, yeah. it's it lists another guy like actually on the book as well. But um, I thought it was really good, and the reason why I was attracted to this book is because it's basically a history book. It's not a novel. It's like you know you're reading you know, D-Day or something like that, where it's told like that. And uh, I was like, huh, an actual history book based on fantasy history. That sounds kind of cool. So I decided to pick it up and I really liked it. I thought I loved the way that was done. And I really wish more people would do um, books like that. I really think it would be really good for like a really big IP like Battletech. You know, to write like the history of uh, House Davion or the history of the uh, first succession war, somebody to write it that way. I would love that, but I don't know. Supposedly, there's going to be a 10 episode HBO series called House of the Dragon, which hmm. will be um, based on this novel. I don't know. In reading it, I feel really bad for I feel really bad for a lot of people in it. You know, uh, it's especially like the common soldiers because they're the ones that are just kind of just like just you know ground up you know whatever. 
under this thing, and the, the guys up top don't seem to care. And it's a lot of incest, a lot of dragons, and, uh, <laughs> and yeah, that's that's pretty much it. That's uh, fire and fire blood. and blood. <laughs> that's what it is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it should be. You know, it, I mean, it just should have just called it incest and dragons part one. Yeah. And mm. you know, I think it would have sold the same way. But uh, yeah, I think that's a copyright infringement of some existing <laughs> material. Maybe, maybe. But, um, I mean, it's, it's like a thousand page book or, or whatever. And, uh, I think it came out like 2018 and I mean, people didn't review it well, but I mean, I, I don't know why I, I really dug it, but I think the next one though, they said it'll be like five years from now. So if that one came out like 2018, like seven years later, here's, you know, part two. And I think we're going on like 13 years since we had the last Game of Thrones novel, I guess. But anyway, the next thing I've got on here is Corvus Belly produces the new tourney kit for Infinity. And um, I actually found a guy locally to play Infinity, and we've just been waiting on COVID to die down to actually pick it up. So I thought their tourney kit looked really cool. However, and then I was like, wait a minute. Uh, the store would probably have to pay for that, and it would cost X amount, and they would have to charge Y amount for the tournament, and I don't know if they would ever do that. So. But it looks real neat. I'll have it in the uh, show notes. Lots of little uh, dice and little badges and stuff. I'm a, really a sucker for, like, uh, patches. I really dig that, especially, like, nerdy stuff. You know, I've got a bunch of Stargate patches. And uh, the next thing I've got was there was a new Moonstone release. And I've talked about Moonstone a couple of times on here, and the only reason I toss this on here is because I love the really weird art direction they have. Oh, I know why you toss it on. <laughs> you toss it on because I need a new Twitter avatar, and oh, Sir what? Hogswash is it. Sir Ho- Hogswash? Yeah. Oh, yes. yeah. He, uh, yeah, he's, uh, he's fantastic. He's <laughs> on a pretty deranged boar. And uh, I can't tell if he's a dwarf or a gnome. He's either like a fat gnome or a dwarf with no beard. I can't tell. I don't care, but I got yeah, it. I would at least, at least until you, at least until you post some more. Uh, yeah. More like little hedgehog driving tanks or something like that. Yeah. You said what? Matt? What'd you say, Matt? I would play the shit out of this. This looks awesome. Yeah. It's... I don't. I don't want to paint it and worry about terrain or anything, but. Uh, I love this art direction. Yeah. This is cool. It's the Goblin really Airship is dope. It's it's really neat. It's really uh, original. You know, it's a very whimsical, you know, kind of fantasy run. And, and um, yeah. Hmm. And, uh, of course, I argue the only negative to it is that it's, you know, it's a UK thing. However, I'll also say they always are. You know, uh, yeah, right. No, nobody that. in the U.S. ever comes up. It seems to be comes up with this. I swear, there's like tax incentives. I swear there is. Like over in um the U.K., they're like, oh, you're working on a new fantasy game. Well, here's like you know five thousand pounds for free. I don't know. It just seems. <laughs> it just seems like they never seem to do them over here. I don't know why that is. Uh, you click- should you should paint this and get it, the train set up and do all this stuff, do all the work, and then. Bring that yes. and the the robots up to Kansas City, and we'll do it. Oh all. yeah, absolutely. All right, I will yes. say if you click through to like the two player starter set, yeah, looking scroll, at it right now, and scroll down to see Beaky Bobby, who appears to be a flasher, who is yeah. also a <laughs> yeah. plague doctor. Yeah, 
That's so cool. Yeah, this is <laughs> have you played this? I mean, I know you don't actually play games, but have you played this? I no, I haven't. I can't remember how I stumbled across it. I think it's I stumbled across it because it's it's I really like small small scale skirmish, like mm. on a two by two or three by three play area, and I think that's what this is. If I remember correctly, it's like a two by two um, game. It's two by two or three by three game. I can't remember. It's really hard to resist. Like Flintlock looks so cool. But yeah, it's, wow, this is neat. I haven't been like <clears throat> this into almost buying a miniatures game since I was looking at six millimeter Civil War stuff over the summer. This is like um, right up my alley. This looks really dope. Uh, it's going to be a lot more fun than painting the little. .com. Painting the red stripe on an entire legion yeah, of right, Kansas right. troops. Uh... <laughs> you see the goblin airship? Yeah, okay. Yeah. It, it's 24 pounds, but it looks like they inflated a frog, <laughs> you know, with it. Oh, and... Chris, Christmas starter bundle. Here you go. Yeah, that's what, yeah, that's it's what I was It's on sale. 69 bucks, or 69 bucks, please. 69 pounds. Normally 107. 69 Four human pounds. miniatures, four goblin miniatures, a moonstone card deck, rules, dice, Okay, this is the same as the two-player starter deck. It's just this is a special sales price, I guess. It's Christmas. Oh, it has the... Oh, no, it's got... I can't tell. I'm going to quit while I'm ahead. Uh, this looks amazing. Yeah, it's cool. Right. I've mentioned it a couple times before, but yeah, it, it has a oh, really look at the cool... Brain. Yeah. Sorry. Have you mentioned <laughs> this? I, I don't recall you. Like, I do actually listen to your show. I think and... I've mentioned it once or twice. I know I have. Okay. I completely missed this. Did you say train um, or terrain? Terrain. Terrain. Okay, I was say they have a train. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Those are like little witches, goblins, and wells to throw your corpses down. And oh man, yeah, damn, it looks, looks pretty cool. There is not a um, a dwarven faction. A little disappointed there, but you know the Wendigo looks cool. Gnomes. It's humans, goblins. Gnomes, fairies, spirits, fawns. and cultists. Yeah, and then fawns, which are like your for your furries. Oh, okay. All right. Okay, can I okay. say furries on the show? Yeah, uh, sure, you can. Okay. <laughs> oh man, I'm gonna be in trouble. And uh, the next thing we've got are maps for the. Hey, I added this. Airborne over here. What is this? What is this? Oh, oh, so, the paper. Um, yeah, I saw that. I just, um, I just figured I'd let people know that because uh, I don't think GMT has said anything about it. So the new module for Airborne over Europe, which is the second module for Last Hundred Yards, and you guys have had Mike Denson on the show. Yep. Uh, they came I've, with I've met Mike Denson personally. As at have Con- at Concept World Dallas. Oh, that's uh, where you met him. Okay. The last hundred yards maps came with paper maps, but if you P five hundred, you should be getting automatic like replacement maps. Oh, that's nice. So, um, and I, I think you guys mentioned the other little GMT boo boo with the the other the three games. Multi game update kit, yeah. Yeah, I Which don't. Their think last update have... said it's it's coming. They're like, yeah, it's coming, but I don't know when. Yeah, the new maps are supposed to be with the next shipment from GMT, and I, uh, I don't think I even have to do anything, but. Right. Yeah, that's how the multi-game update kit is. So, um, and then the other thing, just because uh, Rich has talked about, has brought 18xx to the Chance of War Gaming Automotive podcast. Um, <laughs> yes. Trains and automotive, it fits. <laughs> all, all aboard games, other than like a GMT P500, 
is probably in like a random Kickstarter here or there, or like the one 18xx that Mayfair Games has in stock. All aboard games is probably the most friendly and easiest place to start. If you wanted to go buy an 18xx game, you'd either have to like before you'd have to like print your own or go to like this really slow guy that prints it and puts together a nice package for you. But like they're finally 18xx games are kind of becoming into like mainstream to where you, you can like order them from a someone selling them. And so all board games just had their like recent update and they should be getting a whole bunch of more games in stock uh, here in the middle of the month with another wave um, sometime next month. And then a new round of pre-orders for another wave of 18xx games starting January 1st. All right. So now I have a question about this, Matt. So, is is anyone making new 18xx games, or are they all previous games that are being updated, reprinted, etc.? Well, you got to think there's like there's like two paths of lineage from like 1830, and I don't remember what the other one is, of like how 18xx games evolved. So they all share that same background. So like, what's really new? Um, but there are some new things like on all board games, they have 18 West coming out, which looks really cool. It's it runs from Chicago to uh, San Francisco, and that's a new 18xx game. Um, 18 Los Angeles is a relatively new 18xx game, but that again bought borrows from 1846, which was so yes, new things are coming. Okay. Some of these, if you go look at all board games, like. 1849, he just now has the rights to print that game. That game's been around for quite a while. It's probably my favorite 18xx game. Which uh, one? 1849. Oh, okay. Um, but like 18 New England and 18 Chesapeake, those are new. Or 18 New England may not be, but like 18 Chesapeake's a new game. So, yeah, there's new stuff. Okay. Yeah, in L.A., Los Angeles is already on 18xx stock games. I was yeah. watching you guys play that, and that one looked really insane (laughs) it it, it is insane and so there's one where uh that's made by a guy named tony fryer he used to be a co-host on heavy cardboard Um, okay he like there if you want to get that game you either have to like go to this guy's etsy shop and buy his printing of it or buy the download files to support the designer and then print and play your own and that's That's how 18 alabama is also right right so, and that's kind of the old way of things. And so I just thought I'd share this update from all board games because since when I first started getting 18xx, it was kind of hard because 1846 wasn't really out yet to get 18xx games. And then like they redid 1830 and it's becoming easier and easier. They're still expensive, but. All right. I, uh, looking at this, I, first I want to know what's going on on the cover of 1849. Oh, a volcano eruption. It really happened. It, uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, where, does that take place on an island or where? What What happened in 1849? Uh, yeah. 1849 is Sicilian, right? Um, it, yeah, it must be. Um, in the, I'm trying to think of what the, the, um, it's oh, on the Oh, yeah, north- it says Game uh, of Sicilian Railways. Okay. So I guess there was a, yeah, an eruption in Sicily. I'm playing a game of it right now, and I can't think of what town it is. But anyways, it like knocks out the the track there. Um, it was a volcano eruption in Messina. So there you go, M E S S I N A. And I get excited when I see 18 M S 
the railroads that come is to a Mississippi. fun game now well, it's it's very short or it's fairly short for 18xx but it's got um very rule-breaking minor uh, companies which is a whole nother discussion but basically they'll let you break the rules once uh, but it only runs for 10 rounds where before in most 18xx 18xx games you run until the bank is bankrupt i didn't mean to make this a whole 18xx discussion but 18ms is this quirky little game that only lasts for 10 operating rounds and it's just kind of like a light i want to say light it's just like a refreshing change of play, pace game i think I have some questions about the map scale. Oh, but... yeah. Yeah, that's... I, <laughs> Although... I look at 18 West as well, and it's like, oh, man, like, um, Topeka is on the uh, Missouri border and shit like that, and it drives me nuts, but they got to do what they got to do. I, um... Uh, yeah. Hey, Adam, at least they didn't call it 18 the landmass between Louisiana <laughs> yeah, and that's very Georgia. True. <laughs> it is very true. I do see Hattiesburg on there, which is awesome. Um, and uh, yeah, okay. Yeah, I, my friend Chris says he spent more money with All Aboard than he would like to admit. So, all right. Oh I, yeah, uh, yeah. I didn't figure too. he's like a big eighteen XX nut, and I didn't figure that. Uh, uh, I I had discovered something that he didn't know about, but yeah, I was just I sent him the link, and yes, yeah, so anyway. All right, so you know, Adam, if he gets yeah. 18 MS and you guys get a chance to play, that is a a good, um, relatively good beginner game. I wouldn't say it's the best, but it's not a bad one to learn with if you have an interest in them. Hmm. I've tried to because he's like really big into it, and there's a group here that that plays, and I don't know, it's just go to 18xx games, Adam. Yeah, well, I mean, there's there's nothing to lose by doing it, so well, it's worth. For me, it's I want more trains, less stock options. Does that make sense? Like you know. Uh, so we're playing eighteen seventeen, um, which I am completely overwhelmed by. Um, like there's short sales and loans, and you want to talk about like stock options? That game is stock <laughs> shenanigans to the max. Yeah. Ah, so. so Adam, I, there are some games in the series that are sometimes like people call them run good games, where it's more like pick a company and try to run it the best you can, and you know that that might be one what you're looking for. Well, I'm also curious: is there been an 1863 game or whatever that takes place in the middle of the Civil War where you have to worry <laughs> about like you know? Um, 18 AL, 18 AL has the civil war happens in 18 AL, uh, 18 Alabama. Um, but it's, it's just like, it doesn't really factor. And then 1832 has, um, civil war rules, but I've never played with them. They're like optional rules. I don't have like the cavalry tearing up the tracks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm just curious. You know, that would be awesome. Your minor company is the U.S. Cavalry. <laughs> you can lift any track piece that you want. Yeah, what about like train robberies? That should be a thing too. It's like, oh, Jesse James, you know, popped in and he robbed your train, and so yeah, your stock has now gone down. Sounds like you want to be a game designer. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I'll do. Uh, I guess the last thing we got on there is apparently uh, Matt Mercer had is having some issues with this fandom, and I don't know. I guess it it kind of you know on one hand it's like wow I really wish you know I, I had a fandom that big that I could 
you know, have problems with, but yeah. And then on the other, it's like, ah, you kind of feed the beast too much and it turns around and it bites your hand. I don't know. This, this had, yeah. to, this had to do with, I, I think it's most accurately described on Reddit as Tumblr shenanigans. <laughs> it's, you know, people getting mad about, you know, okay, well, this character got with this character in the show, and that didn't fit my shipping and the way I think they should be shipped, and that makes me angry. So, you know, it's it's the Steven Universe thing all over again, so... You know. you know, Adam, I didn't really think about it until you just said that, though, but I think that's probably the heart of the issue is it's just it's the problem that comes with having a large, rabid fan base, because you see the exact same thing in Star Wars all the time. I mean, Star Wars fans hate they the only thing they they love more than Star Wars is hating Star Wars. So <laughs> uh, that is true, I guess. But, you know, also, I will say as the world's most casual Star Wars fan, <laughs> in watching the last three Star Wars movies, actually the, the last four, you know, you, you can't rogue one in there, and then watching The Mandalorian, I was like, well, those guys kind of have a point. <laughs> you know, it's like, I know they're being, you know, they're, they're, you know, they're being considered, they're angry, or they're misogynist, or you know, this, that, and the other, and I'm, I'm, I'm trying to watch it just as objectively as possible. You know, I'm going into these things with really low expectations, and I don't have, you know, uh, a horse in this. I, I'm just like, you know, I don't care, and I'm watching it, and I'm like, you know, this doesn't make sense. That doesn't make sense. Why did they do this, and why did they do that? And then I turn around and, like, watch, um, you know, The Mandalorian, and I'm like, oh my god, this is the greatest thing ever! Oh my gosh, why, why, who's not, why are they not making more of this? So I don't know. It it seems like they have some. I'll just say some, some actual. You know, their concerns are real. You know, I I, I would say that's that's what yeah. I'm saying. Oh yeah, I, I could get into it with, about Star Wars. I don't I don't like the last three movies. I love The Mandalorian, so but I don't I also don't get angry about it. I don't I don't go online and and tell everyone how much I hate the last three movies and what's wrong with them and I don't get personally offended by a movie that I don't like. So that's very very true. Uh yeah, I'm, I've got no, no nothing in there either, you know, nothing nothing at all. And um yeah, I gotta tell you, as someone with a podcast with a massive fan base that probably rivals <laughs> Matt Mercer, it does get really tiring. Like people write this fan fiction that keeps shipping Richard and I, and I just kind of like, look, that's don't great. they know and you're yeah, both married? I mean, come yeah, on. Right. the two hot guys podcast. Maybe that's... in a fantasy world, sure, yeah, but like I'm married with kids, so like, quit shipping us. It's not gonna happen. What what do you what do you call your fans now? That you have since you have such a large amount of they have what they have to have a name. What do they call? Oh yeah, they do need a name. Table oh, legs. Have, it's, Table uh, legs. Well, well, you know our 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 initials are hot tea. Uh, so our fans are called hot tea bags. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that's the thing. I expect a shirt for sale. You know, <laughs> on, you know by Sunday. So, Preferably yeah. one made by some guy in Mississippi with a Sharpie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll give my guy on it. Oh. All right, so I guess that brings us to the end of episode 63. Roy is in Disney World. 
Do I need to review a movie or something like that? You could if you want to. I didn't watch it. I really appreciated his movie reviews because um, I think if my wife ended up asking me about um, what is this Zardoz thing, and I'm like, I could point you to the perfect thing. Listen to this episode. Yeah, well, I saw his. I saw that picture all over the place too when he died a few weeks ago. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's funny you talk about movies though. I honestly can't remember the last time I have seen a movie that I hadn't seen before. Because I'm watching, you know, I'll watch stuff on Disney and stuff like that and, and Netflix. And I watch some TV shows that I haven't seen before. I can't remember the last time I sat down for two hours, watched a movie that I had not seen before. Hmm. We rented I, Knives Out because I was, I was, yeah. you, and that was really good. But I think that's like the last. I mean, that came out in 2019. Um, not that there's been a lot of stuff come out this year, but yeah, same thing. That's it for us. The last movie I actively sought out, and I wanted to see it so bad, I went out during COVID and managed <laughs> to watch and make sure I was the only person in the theater, <laughs> was New Mutants. And that's oh, because, nice. That's I haven't because, heard of that. I mean, that? I'm a huge New Mutants Oh, is that X-Men? Mark. Yeah. Oh okay, okay. Ba- basically X Men, yeah. It's it's one. Of, I'm a huge New Mutants mark. I loved them. I loved that book, you know, growing up, and uh, I had to go see it, and I loved it, and yeah. So there you go. Yeah, I heard that, uh, it's a shame. I will watch that movie whenever it makes it way to str- it's streaming something or another. Uh, you can rent it now. <laughs> I will say, but I heard it wasn't great. I, I may, I maybe, I mean, maybe I'm not going to say I liked it, but I like the new mutant. So to, and the best to movie me, you saw all, that day. And <laughs> to me, it actually worked as a horror movie too. I was like, wow, you know, this, I'm like, this really works. And again, I'm just a huge fanboy with it. So maybe, maybe I'm not the best person to, you know, make these, you know, determinations, but, I'm just saying, I liked it, but yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm rewatching Stargate SG One for like the 45th time, you know, at least. Um, I know what you mean, and uh, about just rewatching, you know, things, whatever, and you know, so. I don't know. It's like you know, comfort food is comfort TV, so yeah, it kind of is, but I kind of want to see something new too. I mean, my wife and I, we've kind of been in this pattern where we're showing each other shows that we have each really liked. Um, like we just actually finished up watching all of Clone Wars and Rebels, um, but I was like, well, let's let's see something that neither of us have seen. That'll you know that way one of us isn't just you know kind of watching the other one for their reaction instead. Have you watched uh, Shit's Creek yet? We started watching it and we liked it, but we but we yeah I mean I don't even think we finished the first season. It was mm-hmm. funny, but it wasn't I went crazy about it either. I was thinking about watching The Expanse. I think that's something we'd like. Oh, it's really good, especially if you like hard science. Yeah. You know, yeah, sure. like... we're both big science fiction fa- or yeah, science fiction fans. So I think that might be the that one's on Amazon, right? Yeah. 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 I think we're gonna do that next. Yeah. See, the only things I watch, I think currently, uh, Star Trek Discovery and um, what you call it, uh, The Mandalorian, I guess are the only things that uh, I actively seek out on a weekly basis. Yeah, Chits Creek has been recommended to me, and so has Shameless, usually in the same breath. I don't know how they're actually, you know, relate to each other or whatever, but, um, yeah, anyway. 
But uh, pa- past that, I could probably recommend like literally like a million different things if you ever wanted to watch it. Uh, Babylon Five is my big, super duper favorite um, TV sci-fi TV show, and uh, yeah, uh, out of the Star Treks, Deep Space Nine for sure. You've seen Next Gen, right? I have not really seen much Star Trek. I've seen some, but nothing like where I've watched all of something. I've seen little bits here and there. Okay. I mean, some of that is worth, like, going back and see. You know, some of it's, like, very 90s, and, you know, even <laughs> the, the 50s one is kind of good. But anyway. Yeah, I started a Next Generation watch that I've been going off and on for, like, the last, <laughs> gosh, several years is from when I officially started. And yeah. I'm, like, it's not something crazy, but, like, if I'm really desperate, I'm more... Uh, I just started to rewatch a Cowboy Bebop, but like if I'm really desperate for something, I'll throw on an episode of Next Generation. Um, it'll take me a long time to get through, but it's good. I hate Wesley is just the little biggest little shit. <laughs> a lot of times I'll see an actor and I'll be like, oh yeah, I should go back and watch this show. Like first episode of Mandalorian this year, I was like, oh, I should watch Justified. And oh, Justified. Later on, I was like, oh, I should watch uh, Star Galactica again. But again, I kind of want to see something uh, I can't, new. I can't instead. do Battlestar Galactica because of uh, what's her name has killed that show for me. Um, the one in the cult. I don't like sporting cult people. Wait, oh, is one of the sex cult people from that show? Yeah, um, oh. she's in the uh, uh, Nikki Klein, and she still really supports. Um, Oh, I did not realize the one that. Guy. Yeah, yeah. Nikki and Klein. some other people were in it too, but she's like the one that stuck with it. Hmm. Wait, wait, wait. I'm going to know. Nikki Klein, and she's in a cult? Yeah, Canadian yeah. Canadian actress uh, Nikki Klein? She's in that uh, HBO had a documentary on it. Oh, she uh, was. Al- Allie Mack um, was also super into the cult. Uh, fuck the name. Sorry. Uh, the name is uh, Nexium. Uh, Keith Raniere basically like. Oh wow! Branded. I had no idea she was in that. Which who? Uh, uh, it's Callie on Battlestar Galactica. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't know Nikki Klein was in it, and someone else from the show. Like uh, I remember there was someone from Smallville, but I never saw that show, that, so I there never were two connected from the two. The big like the main girl that's getting the. Sex trafficking charges is Allie Mack, and she's the one from Smallville. Okay. And great Grace Park, who played. Uh, oh, she was on Battlestar Galactica. She's a Korean girl. Right. Yeah. She, yeah, she was also, I think, loosely in. Really? And I can be wrong here. I think she was also in the Nexium stuff as well. And there's a lot of crazy people out there. Yeah, that HBO documentary is very good. Um, if you like. Um, What's it called? Cult, like, uh, HBCM. The Vow. The Vow. Okay. I, I really liked it. Wow, okay. Was... I had no idea. I, I yeah. thought, okay, honestly, I can't watch, like, uh, Battlestar Galactica. Once they start, like, trying, what is that, what is that, uh, song we're hearing? I'm trying to tune it in on this radio here. I'm like, okay, I now pretend the show was immediately canceled. And I'm like, wow, that was such a good show. I hate it got canceled. For Battlestar? Yes. Because the, the I like the, the ending. Oh, I was so I was I was angry enough to get on the internet and type things. So. <laughs> I mean it was a weird ending. I wasn't crazy about it, but it it wasn't the worst I've seen. 
it wasn't yeah. as bad as Game of Thrones. <laughs> <laughs> Way to wrap it back up. Yeah, bring, bring it, bring it right back. back. So, all right, uh, that's yeah. I guess the uh, the end of the show. Matt, you got anything to plug? Uh, yeah. Um, Rich and I host a podcast called History on the Table. Uh, it's a podcast about automotive uh, <laughs> or gaming. Um, and then we have our end of the year wrap up show or show coming up. And then we have a, uh, a Kansas city war game convention, um, that hopefully will have its first year. Assuming we don't get a second plague, uh, July 30th, August 1st, 2021 in Kansas city. It's called historic fest, but historic is spelled H I S T O R I K C. Have you got, uh, tickets for sale yet? Uh, no, we have not. Uh, started we carried everyone over that didn't want a refund and then um when january so we've started reaching back out to and gotten really good response from uh the people we were having do events um just to make sure everyone's good with next year so uh probably after the first of the year we'll open up registration again you know it's funny because i've had obviously like everyone i've had a lot of things canceled this year so that and other cons and the triathlon and all sorts of stuff and I think on everything that I had the option to, I'm like, we'll just carry it over and it's already paid for next year. But I honestly don't remember what's what anymore. <laughs> so there's be a lot of things next year. I'm like, I don't know if I owe you money or not. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's all I have to plug. All right, cool. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at history table pod, or uh, I have a sub Twitter called at off table pod for my follow-up podcast that will happen someday and really it's just me posting vinyl pictures and sometimes talking about things like uh comics and shit like that all right what happens on the off table pod what would happen there uh i talk about things like vinyl and comic books and tiki drinks and uh shit like that uh so a little bit like um if you've ever checked out my interview shows that um I've done a little bit like that, just with uh, different people who have different tastes and just not talking about war games. But um, I'm, I'm kind of waiting until our game room gets finished before I launch that. So I understand. Yeah, you have a nice, um, nice studio, and yeah, that worked real good. I thought I've been trying to think about something to do where I can uh, film YouTube stuff, but I can't figure out the room. So anyway. Well, I reckon that brings us to uh, the end of the show, and uh, yeah, we've been talking for a while, and it's been good. I like this. Uh, we should yeah. we should hang out. We should play something. Yeah, y'all buy something. Yeah, we should that, actually play games. Yes, buy something we can play <laughs> online. Like I said, if you're interested in DCC, uh, my friend uh, is doing games. We could do that. Might be entertaining. I don't know. If I if I could fit in more RPGs, I would really take you up on that. But I am. Uh... I am at like capacity. It's a good thing that Richard and I's witch burner, the guy we were playing with, has gone <laughs> completely AFK because I don't even know when I, which is a real shame because you gotta tell me about that. One of these days, I'm just gonna say, okay, go ahead and just tell me what happens because I need uh, to know. I don't know. Like maybe you just need to recruit a, a new. Maybe witch next year we'll try again. Ah, yeah, so good. There's another esoteric, uh, really good indie RPG if you want to check it out called Witch Burner. Does that have anything to do with burning wheel? Nope. Okay. Got a lot to do with burning witches. Uh, Too bad Moonstone doesn't have like a tabletop sim app because we could play that. Mm 
tell, join the Facebook group and tell them like, hey, psh, psh, get on this so we can do this. So it looks it looks so good. Mm-hmm. All right, so I guess we'll uh, say good night, fellas. Awesome. Hey, thanks thanks again for uh, having me on the show. I really appreciate it. No problem. Glad to have you. Glad you agreed to come on and we're able to, if we could get the time together and all that fun stuff. And uh, yeah, we got to do this again. <laughs> Good night, everyone. Good night. Bye-bye.